the Awareness Revolution Podcast, where we bring you alternative views on big topics that affect just about everyone. If you want to improve your life and change the world, then stay tuned. You'll hear cutting-edge health, financial, and personal development strategies from a revolutionary perspective. Warning, listening may take you outside your comfort zone, separate you from the pack, and change the way you see the world. Here's your host, Jeremy Kinney. I've got a really important episode for you guys today. This one's going to be about the Great Reset. And I did do another version of it and upload it to my main YouTube channel. And in that version, I included some extra video clips to support some of the information that I'm giving. So, you know, if you're just planning on listening, this is fine. But if there was a time for you to go back and check out my regular YouTube channel and actually watch uh, an episode, this would be the time. So I know it's a little bit confusing, but I will have this uploaded to iTunes in the audio and video version as usual. I'll also have the video version on my podcast YouTube channel, but I have a second YouTube channel that is just the Awareness Revolution. And as usual, I will have the link to that full extended video in the show notes, which can be found at theawarenessrevolution.com forward slash 16. And that's just the number 16, because this is episode 16. So without further ado, let's dive in to the Great Reset. The Great Reset. It's not so great. I'm Jeremy with theawarenessrevolution.com. I'm going to be walking you through what is the major coronavirus response throughout the world. This is alarming, to say the least. It's a very serious topic. I'm not even going to do it justice here because it's really a big, big topic. A lot of other people have covered it as well. So I'm not going to rehash everything. I'll give you a few resources to go and learn more. But I'll try to be quick. In short, the Great Reset is so significant because it's an unprecedented transformation of humanity. In fact, it's like science fiction, but not just one science fiction film. It's like a bunch of different dystopian sci-fi films all balled into one, and it's reality. So... Before I get started, I will tell you, like, I'll give you one resource, for instance. Um, If you go and look at the Corbett Report, he has a video called Your Guide to the Great Reset. But you don't have to go to another conspiracy person's YouTube channel to learn about it. Because the people behind it is the World Economic Forum. They have a website. They have a podcast, and in fact, the founder has a book about the Great Reset, which was released in like July of this year, in the early stages of the pandemic. Somehow, they managed to put out a pretty big, thorough book that quickly, not only write it, but publish it. 
So, you know, it, it can't be that well thought, or it was already pre-written. Either way, something isn't right about that. Now, I'm sure the author, Klaus Schwab, will say that, you know, we already have these plans, and just COVID-19 is the the trigger or the opportunity. They call it a small window of opportunity. And so they're jumping on it. So these plans have been talked about and planned for years leading up to this. But, you know, as the saying goes, never let a good crisis go to waste. Now, whether they created this crisis or are just taking the opportunity to capitalize on it, you know, that's for you to judge. In this video, I'm just going to explain to you what it is, and I think you should watch the whole thing. And if you don't watch my whole video on the topic, I think it behooves you to research this because this is going to shape the world. I mean, 10 years from now, we could wake up in a world that is just, that we can't even imagine today. And you'll see what I'm saying as I continue to break down some of this, it's it's a really a multifaceted agenda. And on one hand, it seems harmless, but on the other, it's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. And I'm not saying it's going to happen 100%, but the thing that you should know up front, these aren't just a bunch of, you know, rich people that don't have any power. These are significant people in the world. Some of the, some of the people that are on top. You may have heard people meeting at Davos. That's the World Economic Forum. And while it's probably not the most well-established control group in the world, they are rising to the top as a response to this coronavirus pandemic. And we're talking about people like Bill Gates attends the um, founder of uh, MasterCard. I mean, we are talking about very high-level people, including people in our own government. Joe Biden's Secretary of State, John Kerry, is announcing the Great Reset. And it's not just him. Other leaders around the world are using the phrase, the Great Reset. It's all out in the open now. It's basically what the conspiracy theorists have been saying for a very long time. A new world order. In fact, the Great Reset is merely just a rebrand of the new world order. They openly say that this will redefine what it means to be human. Now, I'm not so comfortable with that. And I understand that maybe some people are. Maybe some people will really enjoy it. And as long as it's voluntary, I don't have any problem with it. You know, if you want to connect your brain to the internet... I'm not going to say that you can't. You know, we, I think we should be free. I think we should all have the freedom of choice to make that decision. But what they're doing is quite diabolical. And, you know, I've got my own theories, and I think I know where this is going. But we don't have to get into the theories, because we can look straight into his books and videos, and it's clear what their intentions are. Again, redefining what human life is like and what I'm talking about is just so out there that it really takes time 
for your brain to absorb it. So I've made a few videos recently that I think are pretty important. So one of them, I talk about future technology. I talk about this fourth industrial revolution. It has to do with the internet of things, blockchain technology, AI, and other technologies as well, such as um, virtual learning, virtual reality, augmented reality. What they're doing is they're leading us into a digital world. Their vision is to reshape the world in such a way that humans have less face-to-face -face interaction. We do, we, the, the virus fits perfectly into this agenda. Instead of working face-to-face, -face, we're gonna work remotely. And as the coronavirus pandemic has been unfolding, that's what's been happening. So Zoom, online meeting calls are more and more prominent for personal life, for businesses. This is the trend. This is where they want it to go. That way you don't share germs with people, you know? The human connection is, is being lessened. And over time, we're gonna become less and less human. If you look at some of these leaders in AI, such as Bing Gertzel, which is the founder of SingularityNet, He's also the guy who worked with Hanson Robotics. He programmed Sophia, the robot that's famous. And he is very open about the fact that as you plug into this machine, this global mind, it's like a hive mind where we're all connecting our brains to what's going to be 5G and 6G we're going to have supernatural abilities, um, maybe even download information um, to our brain instantly. Um, they have a lot of really, really amazing, but maybe far-fetched, maybe it'll be reality, but a lot of crazy ideas about what that technology could bring. But at the same time, there's going to be some drawbacks. You're going to be less human and more like a machine, more like a hive mind. And groupthink is already one of our biggest problems. That's where we get the term sheeple from. You know, people just, they're followers. People tend to follow the group, what the group thinks. And this technology will not only facilitate that and exacerbate this problem that we have. I view it as a problem, at least. But they're going to be able to manipulate us using this technology by, like, let me give you an example. By monitoring our biometric data, our maybe heart rate, our blood pressure, our body temperature. Maybe they notice when we laugh, when we cry, they, maybe they'll hear the conversation that's making us laugh or cry. Maybe our smart TV is also connected to it, and they know what we're watching, and they know how we respond to the movie or TV show. It's all recorded. The AI will take in that data, interpret it, 
and create a digital ID for you. They're going to know us better than we know ourselves. They're going to know what makes us tick. They're going to know, you know, and, and this is actually already happening. Just like in the movie, The Minority Report, we're going to have thought police. In fact, it's already happening in China. And they're going to, they're going to claim that you are a high-risk individual because they think you're going to commit a crime. They'll have all kinds of data, and maybe it'll be pretty accurate, but it'll be very scary. You know, so this is this is all tying into China being the model going into the future. So I did a video about a document from 2010 that the Rockefeller Foundation did. Since the pandemic, it's got a lot of attention. It's a really important document, and in it, when you look at the lockstep scenario, you'll see that they go over some hypothetical scenario of what will happen during the next pandemic. And they used um, China as an example. They said, not all countries will fare the same. Some countries, like China, will do extremely well, whereas the U.S. will do extremely poorly. And now you see that happening in real life right now. You see it playing out. So what China did is they have a powerful government. They have a social credit system. And they have 200 million cameras. That's one camera for every seven people. AI is monitoring their every move, tracking their movement. And they are being rated based on their behavior they get points and lose points whether they do something good or bad respectively this is the future there's even a book about it that i mentioned in my video about the future technologies it's all out in the open and this is a a famous wealthy ai entrepreneur in china bragging about how they've had a quantum leap and AI technology that the U.S. really isn't even aware of. But that's where this is all going. So they're pointing at China and saying, hey, look, they handled it properly. We need to be more like them. But what this Great Reset is, is it's basically getting the whole world on board with this new agenda. And I haven't even scratched the surface yet. (laughs) You know, if you're getting freaked out already, trust me, it's worse than what I am even gonna lead you to believe in this video it's taken me a long time to digest this information so you may have to go back and watch it twice because there's going to be a lot i'm going to cover in this short video again go on their website they've changed it around because more people are getting hip to it but they did have a lot more information that was freely available um they've got a lot more to it the, they're pushing for veganism. It's all under the guise of sustainable development. That's the term that they use. So it's tied into Agenda 21, which was later called Agenda 2030. This is something you know I remember posting about a decade ago, and it was just conspiracy theory. But now you're seeing it all line up. And if you look at the Georgia Guidestones, you know the, it's about land worship. You know, uh, protecting the earth. 
And that's what a lot of this has to do, you know. They're blaming humans for for why we're having this problem, why we're having these reoccurring pandemics, warning us that they're just going to get worse. Because us humans are bad. And the more of us bad humans, the worse things are. And that's what they want us to believe. That's the idea behind climate change. And there's a big connection between the pandemic and climate change. One of the things to keep in mind is that this has nothing to do with the virus. Again, this was all laid out before the pandemic. They're using the pandemic as an excuse to roll out all these things that make absolutely no sense. But how will it change our lives? So if they can manipulate us through being connected it really removes us from the human spirit. We may, to an extent, lose free will. I think, to an extent, we've already lost a lot of it. But if they can monitor our own biometric data, then who's to say that they can't manipulate it? You know? There's a lot that they could do, but... It really is to the point where these people want to connect to us. To where it's kind of like an updated version of Facebook. You get on Facebook and it says, how are you feeling? Or what's your status? Or whatever, right? You get on there and you tell people, hey, I'm eating this. I'm feeling this way. I'm going here. That all could be done without you posting. You think it. You know, and, it, and, and maybe it posts, it sends a message to other people. But they will know where you are, what you're thinking, who you're with. It literally is the end of humanity as we know it. There's a bunch of other elements to it, so I'll move on from there. Another angle of the Great Reset is the financial component. The thing is, the economy was bound to collapse. All right, the financial system, the whole banking system, it's like a house of cards. Every time a country has went off the gold standard and had a fiat currency that was backed by nothing, it's failed. So ours has failed, ours is doomed to fail as well. This is a controlled demolition. Just like 9-11, this is a controlled demolition of the U.S. economy, and because the U.S. has the world reserve status, it is a collapse of the world economy. So while in the past, single countries went through a currency crisis and had this change, you know, they have to, the old system collapses and they have to build a new financial system, at least a monetary system. This time it's going to be the world because this is the first time the whole world is on a fiat currency because we have the world reserve currency. Other currencies are pegged to the dollar. So when the dollar collapses, it's going to send out waves throughout the whole world. So they knew that this was not only inevitable, but it was imminent. You know, this was going to happen one day sooner than later. And we were, it was about time for it to happen. 
So this is a big angle on it because they're going to restructure the world. Basically, every aspect of it, again, in a way that is hard to comprehend. Even with, they're giving us a lot of information. There's a lot they're not giving us, I assure you. Their plans are not all out in the open. But what is out in the open is far more than enough to see what's going on here. But they had a post that said in 2030, which is 10 years from now, nine years from now, actually, you'll own nothing, have no privacy, and life has never been better. That's their vision. And they go through it and they talk about what life may be like in this time. But basically, they want to get rid of private property. You'll own nothing. So, for example, one of the things they're going to roll out is autonomous vehicles. You won't need a car because when you need a ride, you'll always have access to a ride. You won't need to own anything because you'll rent things. The question is, is who are you renting things from if no one owns anything? No, it doesn't say no one owns anything. It's saying you will own nothing. But someone has to own it. They're planning on owning slash controlling all of the world's resources and allowing us to use them, but only if we're good. I'm sure what will happen is that the more you defy government, the less privileges or resources the government will give you. This is how the social credit system works in China. And I think that it will be rolled out in other places, even here in the land of the supposed free. It's terrifying to me. This is the last fight for freedom. Funny enough is these same technologies could be used to make us more free. So that's why the awareness revolution is so important. We must be aware of what's going on so that way we can behave accordingly. We need to take action, every single one of us. Because what happens if we go to get in one of these autonomous vehicles and we want to go somewhere and we are not allowed because our credit score or, you know, our social credit score is not high enough? And, you know, when you look at how people are deemed in China... Basically doing things against the government, those are really big marks. That's basically what it is. You do things the government wants you to do, you get bonus points. If you do things like question the government, even hold meetings. Like if you hold meetings that are not allowed, you know, the meetings have to, you have to get approval from the Chinese government. And if you hold unregulated meetings, you get a pretty big ding on your social credit score. So... It becomes very unpleasant and inconvenient to be a dissident, to be one of those people who go against what the government is up to. And in fact, in their document, in, in that post where they say you'll own nothing, they also say that the people that rebel against the government will live in a separate system outside of their system 
in what's like a 19th century fashion. That's a long time ago. That was before airplanes and electricity. So, th while they didn't go out and explicitly say, hey, look, you're not going to get electricity from us. We're not going to let you travel. It's certainly what it sounds like to me. And that's really concerning because the airlines are already talking about having COVID passes, immunity passes. You're going to need to get your vaccine. Basically, if you don't buy into the system, you are going to be separated. And I mean, you can't help but see all the parallels from these dystopian films and books like A Brave New World. When you look at A Brave New World, I mean, there was another class of people that were totally different, that lived outside of the established system. And the people that lived in the system, they were happy. They, they were well taken care of. They loved their servitude. And that was a big thing in the story. And if you look at Aldous Huxley, you can trace the people he was with and who he uh, was mentored by and you start looking into the story of how all this came about, these people have envisioned this since then, at least. And that was in like the 30s. So we're looking at 90 years just since it was put on paper in a story. Supposedly, it once was fiction. These are the technocrats. So if you look up the word technocracy, you'll find Patrick Woods technocracy.news is a YouTube channel, a website full of information about this, a few books as well, and it's well documented, and it's actually shocking, the story of how this all came about, and how much planning, how much time has gone by that these power-hungry psychopaths that have been running the world have had this vision for humanity. Well, now is the time. Now is the time we have the technology to implement this and turn the human race into slaves. And it looks like they're going to be using some type of medical dictatorship and a scientific dictatorship to control us. And they want us to be happy about it. So they have to create a crisis so that way they can save us from ourselves. And they will be the saviors that are worthy of controlling these resources. I'm sure that's what they want. They want to be the ones to control the resource. So this is a very advanced long-term plan that's been in the making and we are here to fight that fight we have to because if not our lives as we knew it will never be the same so when this pandemic started happening i knew very early on that this was it this was not going to go away so that was one of my first messages I started sharing on Facebook, which, by the way, I just have a personal Facebook. You guys can add me. My name is Jeremy Kinney. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll leave links and everything 
um, in the show notes and everything. So you can follow me in elsewhere if my channel gets deleted again, if my content gets deleted from one of the platforms. But I was telling people that this isn't going away soon. They were telling everyone 15 days to flatten the curve. Well, here we are. It's been about eight months, nine months actually. <laughs> wow. And um, we're, not, we're not even talking about flattening the curve anymore. And they're just still rolling out new things. Now the vaccine is here. The analogy I like to use is the movie Shutter Island. Now, spoiler alert, I'm going to give away some of this movie. So if you haven't seen it, you might want to skip ahead for a minute or two. But what happens is Leonardo DiCaprio visits an insane asylum. After spending some time there, he slowly becomes a patient. And then next thing you know, he is a patient there at the asylum. So it's a gradual transition. And then once they tell him he's a patient and he's been there for a long time and he's, you know, his life of having a normal life beforehand was just a delusion, it's too late. He can't get out. Now, if he would have never gone or figured it out sooner and got out, you know, maybe that would have helped him escape it. And that's what I think we're dealing with right now. If we don't get out of this mess, we're going to wake up one day living in a whole new world that we can't undo. We, we won't be able to get out of it. Right now, there's still time. That's why it's so important for you to do everything that you can to help this fight. Share this information. Literally, share this with other people that you think may benefit from it. Review my podcast on iTunes, which is at theawarenessrevolution.com forward slash iTunes. There's so many different things that we can do to win this fight. But voting for a new politician is not one of them. Sitting inside and being afraid is not one of them. Being complacent and doing nothing is not one of them. And this is the crossroads for humanity. This mission is so important that it cannot be overstated. This pandemic is a major power grab to consolidate the wealth and the power into the hands of a few. Governments will be merging with big tech giants to create this brave new world or Great Reset. If we already know this much and it's already this alarming, it's hard to imagine what the world could be like in 10 years. I know it's hard to imagine a world where you own nothing, but that's how it was in a brave new world. And again, these aren't just crazy people. These are powerful people. Our world leaders are going along with this. This has all been premeditated and it's rolling out very fast. Soon, we may need a vaccine to travel, to fly, to go into major events, concerts, uh, conferences. 
basically everything that we consider as normal life. Maybe they'll require bars, restaurants. Um, if they can decrease the amount of businesses, especially the small ones, this is a lot easier. So I think that's what a lot of this is about. That's why they're shutting down the economy. It's not to help prevent the spread of a virus. You know, think about it. Go around and look. Like when I travel, when I drive around the United States, I may get off the highway and I'll see the same franchises that I see here in Orlando where I live. Panera Bread, Chili's, Applebee's. You know, you see the same ones. It's like the same everywhere. Except for the mom and pop places, which I love to go to. And I don't think it's any coincidence that it's the mom and pop businesses that are suffering the most. Because let's say if you have a million different businesses and you wanted to get them to comply with the Great Reset, you know... You want to tell them, hey, your customers need to have this vaccine ID before they can enter your establishment. Well, you've got to convince a million businesses to go along with it. Whereas if you can wipe out the small ones and only have a thousand businesses that are the biggest thousands that make it, well, now you just got to get a thousand of them to go along. That's a lot easier than getting a million. And then plus... If a thousand businesses are supplying all the products and services to everyone, well, you have to go to them to get your products and services. Whereas if there's a lot of thriving small businesses, well, then it'll be harder to get people to go into the store because this big box store requires a vaccine ID and you can go next door to the small guy, the local guy, who doesn't. And there's going to be an exit plan, a strategy to get through this without having to rely on these big box stores. So they are bankrupting the world so that way they can create a new one. With her experience as the Assistant Secretary of Housing and Federal Housing Commissioner at the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, Catherine Austin Fitz connected some dots for us showing us how the riots were used to create a tax shelter for these big tech giants that are building the technocracy while at the same time diminishing the value of real estate so that way it can then be bought up for pennies on the dollar and therefore could be used to build these smart prisons. They don't even want money to exist. And I know a lot of people think that money is the root of all evil. That's a whole other topic for another day. But this idea is the foundation of the technocracy. It has to do with a resource-based economy. They want to control the resources. And yes, you know, maybe everyone will, um, in a way, live a better life. And that's the idea. You know, where you get maybe a universal basic income. It's kind of like what's happening right now with the stimulus money. It's kind of like a trial period, a, a probational, um, probational period for this universal basic income slash 
technocratic society that they're building. You know, and the more that you bankrupt people, the more that they need government money. Because if we're all prospering on our own, we don't need government handouts. Now, if they hand us the money, then we become reliant on it. And if we become reliant on their money, well then, you know, it's kind of like when you live with your parents. When you live under my roof, it's my rules. That's how it will be. If you want to continue receiving this money that you depend on because you lost your job, because the economy is totally different and it's never coming back, you're going to need to do what we say. By the way, the first thing we need to do is take this rushed vaccine that's untested. And there's a bunch of weird vaccines that are coming out that's going to modify your RNA. Um, even a quantum dot tattoo that Bill Gates was funding. You know, pretty soon what will happen is you'll probably have some sort of chip that will... Or it'll be, it won't be big. It'll maybe be so small you can't even know it's in you. It might already be in us especially if you've been vaccinated recently, but I would say even more likely if you get the vaccine for the coronavirus, especially the ones going coming into the future. So you look up the Gavi Alliance, which also has a lot to do with Bill Gates because he's funding so many aspects to this. And you'll need this vaccine to have your vaccination records in order to live what is somewhat of a normal life. So while they may not make the vaccine mandatory, they're going to make it to where you can't live anything that resembles a normal life without it. So it's voluntary. But hey, if you want your life back, you better take it. And that's what's happening now. So it's happening with the world around us. It's being reshaped into these people's vision for what they think is best for humanity. And I personally don't think that they have our best interest in mind. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. So while it may sound good to get rid of money, to get rid of the whole monetary system, and basically we all live off the government, we will never come back out of it, or at least with, not without a fight. And their plan is to make everyone love it so that we, we won't want to fight. But, you know, you may be thinking, well, dang, that's pretty good. You know, they're really hooking us up. Why would they do that? The truth is, is without government, without them already oppressing us, we would already live far more abundant lives than we do today. We'd be so much more prosperous. In fact, so much so that we can't even imagine it. See, what's happening is AI and robotics will be displacing people from the workforce. And a lot of people think that that's bad, but it's actually good because it frees up time for humans to do other things with their life. Maybe have more leisure time. Maybe do something that's more productive for society, which increases the standard of living for everyone. So what's been happening over the years is we've been raising our standard of living. That's why the poor people today have luxuries that rich people 100 or 200 years ago never even dreamed about. It's because we are raising our standard of living simply just by capitalism, which is just free trade. 
by trading with each other, we build each other's lives better. Free trade increases the standard of living. Otherwise, we wouldn't trade with each other. If I trade you 10 oranges for your dollar, it's because I value your dollar more than my 10 oranges. Maybe I've got a million oranges back there. And you don't have any, but you've got lots of dollars. So as long as it's voluntary, we wouldn't enter into the trade without it. But the problem is, as soon as we're forced into it, well now, we don't know if it's in both people's best interest to do so. So if we have a resource-based economy, we aren't trading with each other. We're trading with the government, the, the, the system that's in place to allocate the resources. You know, and another interesting thing about this is when you look back at when these type of socialist slash communist regimes have been tried, you know, they always had this utopia idea, communism. And communism is very much like the technocracy, but the difference is technocracy is based on a resource-based economy. And I think the reason why is because they realize these technocrats are smart enough to know that communism and socialism do not work. And the reason why they don't work is because what the Austrian economist Ludwig von Mises calls the socialist calculation problem. And basically what that is, is explaining the price mechanism and what it does in the free market. Without the pricing mechanism, we don't know how to allocate resources efficiently. And that's why socialism has always failed in the past. And what these technocrats want to do is use technology as a substitute for human beings making these decisions because a central power such as you know a central government is just not smart enough to be able to make decisions on behalf of all of the entire population so it fails eventually but if we can just let these technocrats monitor and control everything the input and the output then their vision is that then it could work. The AI could allocate resources better than what humans can. And if they know what you want because they can literally read your mind, they know what everyone wants, they know everything. The AI will continue to get more and more powerful, more and more advanced. It will know what everyone wants, and it will have a plan to provide for all the needs. The problem is, if you don't get along well with the government, your needs aren't going to be met. You'll be punished. You will be ostracized from the system. And that is what this is all about. For a good example of how they could use technology to create this scientific dictatorship and what they're calling the fourth industrial revolution you can look at a article published on Forbes about how internet of things AI and blockchain can transform supply chains in three steps and in the article 
they list the three steps, starting with, we need to provide every asset in the supply chain with an identity. The next one is, we need to enable connectivity and data transfer between the assets across the supply chain. And the third, manage all of these assets automatically. I mean, this is just mind blowing. So let me remind you that we're talking about food here. And what they're saying is that every asset, mean every piece of food, like every apple would have its own identity, like its own social security number, kind of. And getting even more spooky on top of that is they want to enable connectivity to transfer data between apples and oranges and then manage everything automatically, which would be on a blockchain. And just so you don't think that I'm making this up, if you read the article, they actually go into detail talking about this in, you know, quite depth. And they go over each one of these three steps, but literally they would have control over every piece of food. They would be able to monitor it and know where every piece of food came from, who made it, who grew it. And, you know, this is just... I mean, it's fascinating, the technology, but it's really uh, it's really concerning for me, at least, you know. Um, and the thing is, is there's a lot of evidence that they are trying to coordinate an attack on the food supply so that way they can overtake it. So I think um, Ice Age Farmer on YouTube, he has a great channel. That's his main focus. In, uh, he has tons of videos on the topic. And, you know, so I've seen enough information out there to lead me to believe that that is actually what's going on. But they're going to need some sort of food crisis in order to justify taking over the food supply. In fact, I mean, even Dr. Fauci claims that the origins of pandemic started with agriculture about 10,000 years ago. But there's another technology that you should be aware of. I think it's pronounced phylogen. It's spelled P-H-Y-L-A-G-E-N. And it uses the environmental microbiome to provide unparalleled insights into the global supply chains, enabling brands to trace their products' origins to exact factories, farms, or warehouses. What they do is they look at the microbes, because you know, the microbes are unique wherever you're at. So, I mean, this is really advanced technology. They can use that information to determine where the food was grown or created in a factory. So what that means is there is a big possibility that they could control the whole food supply to keep us safe because that's what's making, you know, pandemics. You know, all this uh, agriculture, we can't be trusted to produce food on our own. The government needs to come in and step in. And if you choose to make some unauthorized food or grow some unauthorized food in your farm and sell it, they could use this technology to figure out where it was grown and come to you and hold you accountable.
I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if they could twist it and turn it into an act of terrorism. Because after all, you know, if we can trace pandemics back to agriculture and look how big this pandemic was, like how big of an impact the government response is. And so if you're doing something that could make another pandemic, I mean, you know, you're potentially, at least in their eyes, you're potentially causing another pandemic or another outbreak of some kind. So this advanced technology could be used to create a very sophisticated prison planet that is far beyond what the average person can imagine today. We can create prosperity beyond our wildest dreams. And we're to that point to where, even with them oppressing us, life is getting pretty good. At least it was. So, they're kind of piggybacking off of that wealth that's been created by free trade. And they want to create the wealth for us and take credit for us and say, look what great lives we're giving you. Look where, you know, just... Last year, you were, you know, in the middle of a pandemic and, you know, having to wear a mask and couldn't work, couldn't go to events. And now you can. And it's all because of us. And here's some money. It's hush money. It's, it's, it's to keep people loving their servitude. I know this is a deep topic and a lot to take in. And I, I still have so much more to say about it. And of course, over time, I will be doing more videos and podcast episodes to explain it as the story unfolds, as we know more, as I learn more. So make sure to keep in touch with me online in multiple places because my YouTube channel has already been deleted once and still hasn't recovered. I've been shadow banned ever since. So that's why if you don't share this content, it's unlikely that anyone will see it. So if you landed here somehow, that's great. <laughs> but now you've got to do your part too. You've got to share it. But let me give you another piece of information as if you weren't already scared enough. And I'm sorry, I'm really not trying to scare anyone here, but I do make a little bit of a joke to kind of make it lighthearted because it is a heavy topic. But there's a book called School World Order. And I haven't read it, but I listened to a fascinating interview with the guy. And I, and I did get the book, and it'll be here any day. But what he was explaining is that they are going to use AI to monitor kids reactions and to basically take that information and feed it into the AI brain to accelerate AI's machine learning. So our kids are going to be teaching AI and AI is going to be learning from our kids. And that is why the school is going online you know even bill gates another one of his tentacles he's got all these tentacles in every aspect of this 
not just the vaccines, but you know, Event 201. He predicted it on Netflix. This is all in my documentary. He predicted it and said even it was going to come from a wet market in China. So another angle he has on this is the school aspect. Governor Cuomo announced a partnership with Bill Gates to reimagine education. Of course, going online. And by the time these kids are adults, this AI mind will know more about these kids than their parents do, by far. It's like they're feeding off the human energy to become human and understand humans. Until the line between humans and electronic machines just starts to blur. And there's a lot of gray area there. On the Great Reset podcast, they even featured um, one of the ladies high up with Sesame Street and even had Grover on there talking about how it's nice to have school online. It's really creepy. But one of the concerning things is that more and more of our lives are going to be data mined and put into some unknown computer system where every word, everything that you do may be recorded. And every thought. I mean, they're even going as far as being able to, they're saying that they may be able to retrieve old memories Maybe they could give you memories that aren't even real. The implications of what this technology could breathe, bring are just far, far more than what we can sit here and speculate on. But it's troublesome to think about the fact that our kids will be monitored by some global AI and all this will be a matter of um, information that is stored somewhere. So when you compare that to the traditional classroom, where students sit there, they engage with their teachers, they, they learn, they tell stories, they hear stories, all that is gone. It's not documented. Yeah, you might have papers somewhere in a desk or maybe even on a computer system that shows the, the kids' grades, but how much information is that going to give you if you really wanted to know everything about these kids? Not very much. But if AI can monitor their speech, can monitor their facial expressions, and know all these things about kids, they will have a digital ID. And all of that is recorded. The same kind of thing is happening in the financial system. Because at first, I think before we get to a world where there's no money, there's no medium of exchange, we're going to get to some sort of blockchain base. It's not going to be decentralized like Bitcoin or some of the other ones. It'll be some what people call FedCoin, a federal coin instituted by the government. And that's probably how they'll start delivering the stimulus checks when it comes out, maybe 
it'll be on the chips. You know, you got to get the chip if you want the money because we're going to send the money on the chip. But this whole idea of a cashless society also makes it so that way the transactions are recorded. So just in the same way that the classroom materials, the classroom education, the classroom learning that's happening will be recorded in a database, so will every transaction. You want to buy something, sell something, it will be recorded. And the government will know every single thing about you in your life. And if they want to cancel it because you're doing something the government doesn't agree with, then they could easily just delete the currency, the crypto, or whatever it is, from your bank account. This is the ultimate level of control that they'll have over the human race. And this is a global thing. It's not limited to one single country. They want to basically get rid of the U.S., because the U.S. is a barrier to their global agenda. So again, this is like a one-world government, a new world order. This is what the conspiracy theorists have been talking about all this time. And it's never been more obvious that we were right. These technocrats literally want to control every single thing that's produced on this planet. The food, all of it. They want to control all the people on the planet, all the land, all the resources. They want to centralize their power so that way a few people can control the masses. So what's the solution? It's the opposite. Decentralization. Though they may make blockchain technology in a way that is centralized, the true essence of what makes blockchain technology great is the decentralization. That's what makes Bitcoin and some of these other ones, all the good ones are decentralized. As soon as it's centralized, it defeats the whole purpose of it. I'm sure Klaus Schwab will use a centralized blockchain because he does make it clear in The Great Reset that blockchain technology is a big part of it. But that's probably because it records all the transactions. But the key is decentralization. Decentralize money. Decentralize governments. So that way no one has the power over the masses. There is hope for humanity. And you, the listener that is listening right now, that's made it through this whole video, you are the hope. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope it wasn't too dark and scary. And I also hope that you share it with people. Because otherwise, no one else is going to see this. Trust me on that. And you're not going to hear this on the nightly news. Social media censorship is at an all-time high. Who knows how long we'll even have it. There is so much more I would love to talk about. But that's why I have other videos. So make sure to go check those out as well. Because there are still more pieces of the puzzle.
that I haven't even mentioned here. Thanks so much for watching, and have yourself a wonderful day. Thanks for tuning in to the Awareness Revolution Podcast. Be the change you wish to see in the world.